With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast, and here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Ed McGrogan here talking with Steve Tigner, who is out of Indian Wells covering the tournament for us. We're going to go over some of the later round matches that are taking place today and tomorrow. There, we wrap up the men's quarters today. There's also the women's semis, and then the men's semis are finished tomorrow, leading into Sunday, which is two finals back-to-back. And we're going to go over two matches I, I wanted to talk about to you about Steve involving players that yesterday got past tough three set matches sort of testing matches uh, Rafael Nadal gets past Ivo Karlovic not really a ton he could he just had to kind of accept what came to him and then Maria Sharapova got past a little more self-inflicted test uh, over Peng Shui and they're going to face opponents who got essentially free passes into their next match Carolyn Wozniacki gets a retirement after three games Juan Martino Potro gets even less, gets a walkover in his match. So let's start with Wozniacki and Sharapova. That's the late match tonight. Uh, what do you kind of see from this uh, after watching both of them a little bit this week? Yeah, they um, well, they played at the U.S. Open last year in Wozniacki. It was a pretty big match, marquee matchup, and Wozniacki beat her. I thought she played a really good match, um, a really smart match. She comes to this match. She was a little—I felt like she was a little bit cocky yesterday. She was saying things along the line of Maria's going to have to overpower me, or she's going to have to stay out here all day. That's how you have to beat me. Um, so I think she's feeling like—I think she's feeling pretty confident, um, and maybe a little more, a little more self-confidence, a little more um, assurance than than usual. Sharapova. She um, she played well enough to win. She played some stretches <clears throat> in the first set, especially, and then right at the end of the match, that were sort of vintage Sharapova making going for the lines and and you know making her shots, and and then in between she had some serving problems, which I guess it's kind of a typical match for her. She's never, I don't think she's ever going to not have those serving problems anymore. She she just doesn't have total control of her second serve. Even the ones that go in look like <clears throat> they go in a little bit randomly, but she. Um, <clears throat> I think she feels I think she feels like she's slowly getting better. She's had some trouble transitioning to a new coach. She had she was with Michael Joyce for so long and now she's with Thomas Hugstead. It's a very different dynamic. Um she doesn't know him as well and I think she's still she's been sort of making the move from one to the other. Maybe that's been a little difficult. They've they've seemed to have worked it out this week anyway. Uh and she, you know, at her best she can beat Wozniacki, I, I would still pick Caroline just on her form over the course of this year and her just her steadiness. On and and I think these these slow courts will help her. She made the final here last year and just Maria is just 
I still think a little too erratic to to win this match. We'll see. I think, I, you know, I think of course she'll be she'll be really up for it. This is she she said yesterday that she was excited to be in the semifinals of Indian Wells, which you know maybe four years ago it would have been you never would have heard Sharapova sound sort of surprised or particularly excited to be in the semis of this tournament. Um, yeah, I th- just because just because she was always in in these situations, but this is this is a pretty big tournament for her suddenly. Yeah, I actually am going to go with Wozniacki too on this for a similar reason to what you just mentioned. There is uh, this is Wozniacki obviously without a Grand Slam, but she's also without a title of this Indian Wells Miami caliber, which I think you you mm-hmm. definitely put as the the second tier, and then you get to the titles that she has won. She's won a lot of the other premier events, but this is a tournament that regardless of what you'd still say about her as not having a slam, this would be a significant step forward, I think. And she's looked, you know, very well so far. And I think when you look at the whole landscape of what's happened this tournament, um, you, have the, you have Venus now pulling out of Miami, you have the Serena thing, you have Kleisters, we've sort of some odd comments this week. Svana Rave left early. It's really kind of turned out pretty nicely for Wozniacki, assuming she can, of course, actually finish it off and, and win the tournament. After, yeah, we talked about if that doesn't happen, all bets are off. But that's it's looking pretty nice for her. We talk about um, how she needs to win a slam, but if if she didn't have this sort of artificial number one ranking, where you know she, I don't think anyone would say that she's a better player in that right now than Kleisters or would be if Serena was playing. If she was say ranked number three, you would you would look at this. Okay, this is the steady progression toward a slam, and she would. We would want. We would look for her to win this tournament. Suddenly, since she's number one, everybody talks about her winning Grand Slams. But really, this is the type of tournament that um, that is sort of the logical next step for her. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what she what she takes out of it um, today. She she's going to share Pova today, and then if she would win the the final, whoever wins today is going to be, I think, pretty pretty, pretty heavy favorite in the final. The bottom mm-hmm. row was really decimated. So it's a it's a huge match today for both players. So uh, the other match I wanted to, to get into, unless you had any final thoughts on that, is the Nadal-Del Potro match. It's going to take place tomorrow. And a couple of years back, Del Potro, when, Nadal, when he and Nadal met in Miami, I'm pretty sure it was Miami, not Indian Wells, that was sort of seen as the big breakthrough match for Del Potro. It was before that point where he was still this kind of guy who who could do it, but was flattened at the Australian Open by Federer. I think it was like 0-2-0. And, and he goes on beats Nadal in Miami and then goes to the French Open semis and then goes on his tear that eventually leads to him getting a major win at the U.S. Open. And now Del Potro is, uh, after a year of injury, we're sort of still wondering, I guess, his progress overall, but what we've seen this tournament and this, throughout this year, Del Potro has, I think, done a little more than what we've expected to and has kind of already sort of developed back into a threat that he, that, uh, that he was before. And we have Nadal, of course, coming off this Karlovich match. So uh, let me hear what you think about this match in general, which takes place tomorrow early in the afternoon. Yeah, um, Del Potro won their last three times they played. That was two years ago, all on hard courts. Like you said, Miami, uh, Montreal, and at the Open, he killed him at the Open. Though Nadal was injured for that match, um, Nadal beat him two years ago at Indian Wells, right before Del Potro started that run. Um, I don't think you know Nadal will have had two days off. He'll play doubles today, but he'll have had two days since a singles match with Karlovich. And it's hard to, it's really hard to gauge somebody's form against Karlovich. That's just an indiv- that's just a unique sort of 
matchup. I think Nadal actually played well. He said he he said afterwards he he did play well. It's just a like he said it's kind of a a lottery against against Karlovich. Just because he barely won that match, I wouldn't take anything out of it on his take away take away anything about his form from that. Um, but Del Potro's form has been excellent. It's been like you said, it's been better than we thought. He said after his first round match that everything was perfect physically and his forehand you know everything that hadn't been quite as good was was now as good and, and since then he's only gotten better he beat he beat um Dolgopolov and he played well in that match and then he he beat um Kohlschreiber in two tiebreakers I don't think Del Potro played quite as well in that match it was a good it was a very good match he did come back from 1-6 in a second set tiebreaker which that's the kind of thing that should give him some confidence just in 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 winning you know his ability to win and, and to come back in that type of situation so it's a tough matchup I think you know I, you got to go with Nadal because he's number one and he'll be he's going to want this match Del Potro maybe he'll feel like he's he's gone as far as he needs to go for this tournament maybe he'll be a little satisfied who knows he, he's a you know when he's when he's ready to compete he's a great competitor too so I guess I would take Nadal just on you know just on basic ranking form I don't think there's anything I think they're both playing pretty well you mentioned the doubles and uh, Nadal in doubles is going to face not your typical doubles of form but he's going to face Roger Federer uh, Federer and Vavrinka team up along with a lot of other big singles players this tournament they get Nadal and, and Mark Lopez who actually won here the year before Federer gets kind of a rough schedule today he gets and not only just the timing, he's going to play a singles and a doubles, literally back-to-back. He's also going to play doubles with the same guy. He's just played either win or lose in, in singles. <laughs> so, yeah. so they're, they're going to see a lot of each other today. Uh, just a quick uh, stab in the dark. you think Federer goes 2-0 and today, 1-1, one and one, or 0-2? Oh I'm going to go 1-1. One and one. I think maybe if he didn't have that singles match before, I would – Vavrinka and Federer would probably be favored over Nadal and Lopez, but just that, if he say if he wins that, I think I don't think he come I think they come out both of those guys come out tired and with a little less edge and, and Nadal and Lopez come out pretty loose. Uh so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Federer going one one winning beating Vavrinka in his in his singles match. Um I think this is an important tournament for Federer. He wants to get to Djokovic, he wants to he wants to start winning these tournaments again. Um, he killed Vavrinka in Australia. I wouldn't expect that again. Vavrinka was horrible. Uh, but still, I'm going to take Federer in that singles. We will see. Uh, so tune in today on uh, Tennis.com. Of course, Steve will be writing from the site. And throughout the weekend, of course, we'll have much more from uh, Indian Wells covered record reactions, previews, etc. So tune back in, and thanks for listening. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 